1: Well hello and welcome to the Scottish Sun podcast in association with bookmakers William Hill I'm Robert Grieve and with me today I have Colin Duncan, David Friel and Gareth Logan. morning gentlemen, how are we? morning Robert, good morning Today is the morning after the night before, the Old Firm game on Sunday at Hampden Park Celtic 2-0 winners against Rangers in the Scottish Cup semi-final Gareth, was
2: it the performance and the result from Celtic that you expected? I think there were very few people who thought Rangers would, would go through to the final. And the way Celtic had been playing, OK, maybe they'd not been clicking like they had earlier in the season, but still thought they'd go through. Very disappointed with the way Rangers played. I thought Pedro Acacchino probably got his tactics wrong and his team selection wrong. And I think that was proven by the first half, but also by the fact that he had to make two changes at halftime. I'm surprised John Torrad didn't start. The fact that Andy Halliday had to go off at halftime, maybe showed that was the wrong selection. The goalkeeper Wes Fotheringham started, despite not being, being fit, and I think that was a factor in, in both goals. So, more disappointed with the way Rangers played than impressed with the way Celtic played, if that makes sense. David Gareth seems quite down in the mouth here about this. He's <laughs> so pick him up off the floor here. I mean, didn't
1: realise the Welshman was that, that bothered with Rangers. I so said, but here he is. Can pick him up? Were you surprised in the way Rangers played? Or, I mean, as you touched on Gareth there, the team was slightly surprised And Andy Hardy brought in, Joe Garner came in, and Andy Hardy had that, that horrendous challenge early in the game. Could he easily have been sent off? What did you make of the Rangers' performance? I felt, I
3: mean, you're right, Andy Hardy could have easily been sent off, and if it had been late in the game, he maybe would have been. I think Willie Collins was looking after it and thinking, it's two minutes into this game, I can't make that decision right now. Which is fair enough, because, you know... Is it fair enough? Well, I, she- I think, to me, it's a stick-on yellow, borderline red. But I think it takes a very, very... Not many referees will do that two minutes into such a big old firm semi-final like that. It's just not going to happen. To touch on what Gareth was saying... I think Celtic were dominant Rangers had a late flurry but I felt Celtic had the you know the players looked sharper fitter, stronger I think they had so much more belief than the Rangers and that was the big thing that really surprised me about the Rangers' performance I don't think they felt they could beat Celtic you know I, I, okay Celtic are a better team but I don't think they even went out and thought we can really compete here they stood off Celtic so much Scott Brown was outstanding but had so much space to, to do it in terms of the tactics Kachinia explained afterwards what he was trying to do but to be honest with you, what he was trying to do didn't work and it was never going to work. He was talking about leaving the ball with Lustig, look at Celtic's first goal. But I think it comes down to the team that wanted it more. I think it comes down to the team who put more into it. And you just look at that first goal, you look at Callum McGregor's desire to get on the end of Moussa cut cutback or, or pass. And you look at where the Rangers midfielders are. Just lose them, don't track them back. It was so easy for Celtic and I think that goal was a snapshot of the game for Celtic.
1: That the challenge, Colin, it was a, a rare glimpse of aggression from Rangers, wasn't it? It suggests that Rangers tried to get into the, the, the faces of the Celtic players the way they threw himself into that challenge. But it didn't materialise. It, it didn't happen for them in the first half of the
4: Pedro Cucina touched on it after the game and he said that when he was looking around the dressing room, he didn't think his, his players, the heads of his players were in the right place. I mean, that challenge just, just typified that, you know, it's... The challenge how he was left standing just ball watching for for the for Celtic's opening goal again highlighted that the Rangers heads were all over the shop from start to finish you know it, again just showed what we've probably known all season that virtually most of the, the, the players in that Rangers squad are not up to it they're not good enough they're nowhere near laying a glove on Celtic I mean you can't blame the new manager he's inherited it from from his predecessor Mark Warburton. But, I mean there's going to have to wholesale changes Over the summer to, to make that squad uh, Competitive or even close half The gap in Celtic next season And you go through that entire Rangers Team yesterday and there's very very few players You could give pass marks I thought James Tavernier was probably the best Rangers Player on the pitch, I thought he was pretty decent He was one of the guys who was looking for the ball Trying to do something, something with it But as far as the majority Of the others, I mean they were, they were basically hiding Nobody wanted the ball you know they were, they were closing Celtic down, they weren't pressing. They made life easy for Celtic. I mean, Celtic didn't have to get out of third gear. I mean, it was so straightforward and so comfortable for Celtic. You know, they could have played with their slippers on. <laughs> David touched
1: on it, Gareth, in that first goal. The basics, you need to track runners. A great ball forward and a great touch by Dunbella to lay into the path of Callum McGregor and the finish sublime, absolutely sublime, real composure. But it he'd he him in that age of the box didn't he is that unacceptable from a Rangers point of view because Andy Hardy who we've talked about smashes into to Roberts on, doesn't track the runner doesn't track the runner and the same with Jason Holt I think is that unacceptable from a
2: Rangers point of view I think it is I mean it's, it's what the manager would have would have no doubt drummed into his players beforehand um, as Colin said you know he said afterwards that his players minds weren't in the right place could you also possibly say were they not in the right place because did they believe in what he wanted them to do. Did they have confidence in the game plan? I mean, the game plan went out the window as soon as that goal went in. But yeah, you'd expect players at that level, Scottish Cup semi-final between the old firm sides, you'd, you'd expect that to be done by default. That's, that's the least you'd, you'd, you'd ask. You know, if you're beaten by a bit of quality, okay, it was, a, it was a great finish. I think you you put in your match report today that you know he passed the ball into the net. He could have snatched at it. You know, Andy Halliday, his head was all over the shop, and and Callum McGregor's kept his head when it was needed and I think I mean, I mentioned Wes Forringham going down a bit late for that one you could also say perhaps he was caught cold because he didn't have time to set himself because it was such a good finish David what can we say about Kishina because Colin touched on it it's hard to maybe blame
1: him for what he's inherited at the team there that he's taken the, the squad that Mark Wallerton assembled and it's not good enough but what can we say about Kishina we noticed before the game he's taken selfies with some of the fans 20 minutes before kick-off after the final whistle he's got an embrace for Brendan Rogers and there's a grin on his face he's talking about after the game as well but getting a glass of wine a nice bottle of Portuguese wine at ibooks on Sunday does he get it? does he get how important this game is to the fans? because I wonder if he does No, I, I don't know if it's a case again because you know, we've
3: all written and read a lot about Coutinho's background in Mexico and beyond and, and there was always this Underlying thing that he was, he could be quite a volatile character, and almost himself too. Help for these games, I mean, we were sitting in the stand watching him taking the selfies, and I, I was quite surprised at that. I was probably more surprised at his reaction after the game. It spoke to me of a manager that he knew he'd been beaten by the better team, but I don't know. I think you probably expect somebody just to shake some, shake the, the rival she manager's hands and walk away, yeah. right? None, none of them laughing in him. But in terms of does he get it? I just think he gets team wrong. I, I do. I don't think a front three. If Kenny Miller, Martin Waghorn, and Joe Garner was ever really going to upset Celtic. I think you have to get pace in there somewhere. If it's Joe Dodo, if it's Barry Mackay, okay, Barry Mackay's end product's not been there this season, he's been in and out of the team, but I don't think that mix of those three worked. I don't know what he was, you know, I'm, I was trying to look at his tactics and look to see what he was trying to get Joe Garner to do. Joe Garner is there, he's limited, but he's there to rough people up. That's what he, That's what he does. He wants to Get into combat with, with players and you would th- think to yourself he would go and play in Boyata because some you know which is probably a bit stronger than Boyata but he didn't get near any of them Martin Wagcorn I don't know Kenny Miller was the one Rangers player who I looked at and was actually pleading with his teammates I mean we saw the, the kind of mini Rangers huddle if you want to call it that when stay stay was, stay well you saw it when, when Dembele was injured though Kenny, Kenny Miller's literally wagging his finger at the other players pointing and he, he said he said himself in the he had to do something he had to try and get them up he was the one player I thought that could really, really sense what was going on and, and how it wasn't he said well for Rangers but the rest I don't know and I don't think Coutinho covered himself in any glory with his tactics or his team
1: selection what what I, can we, sorry Colin what can we say about Scott Brown and his performance in the park he was named man of the match I thought he was as well for me he's been the player of the year I know that's a huge debate and I know you're a, a fan of Scott Sinclair and his performances for Celtic, but he had to run a hand in yesterday. He had to freedom them a hand, hand in yesterday, didn't he?
4: Yeah, I mean, you could well make a case for half a dozen Celtic players been player of the year this season because they've been so far ahead of everybody else and Scott Brown's certainly one of them. I mean, yesterday Scott Brown was immense, you know, but, but Rangers made his life easy. They didn't hassle him, harry him, put pressure on him. They gave him time and they gave him space. He was able to control that midfield area and slotting passes about, you know, he, he was—he was that. He, was, he hardly broke sweat. He was exceptional. But going back to the, the team selection and David touched on, you know, Coutinho's so straight. I didn't understand why he didn't play Terrell. I thought Terrell's been Rangers' best player over the past three or four weeks. Yep. His fitness is just getting up to levels that have been acceptable for for the pre, the Premiership. I thought that that was they needed somebody to get a grip of that midfield barrel hey,
1: Hyman was lightweight in there. Wasn't well,
4: he... Hy- Hyman just didn't look up for it. You know, he do, He just—I think he's a great talent, but I just think sometimes he just doesn't have the heart for, or the stomach for the fight and that's what you need to win the, the midfield battle in an Old Firm game and and has gone with Kenny Miller who was probably one of Rangers' better players Waghorn, these guys are not recognised midfielders that's why it was Scott Brown, Short Armstrong's life was made so easy because they just did the run of that midfield You look back to the Scottish Cup semi-final last year Scott Brown was half-fit right?
3: yeah. he had, he had tender in both armstrings he was, he was basically playing through the pain barrier just to try and get Celtic over the line look at the pressure Rangers put on a half-fit Scott Brown last year and compare it to a lack of pressure they put on a fully-fit and informed Scott Brown I mean, it's night and day in terms of Rangers' approach
1: in terms of how last year it was just press, press, press this year they just stood off I I, just, I couldn't believe what I was watching honestly. what about Patrick Roberts Gareth a player who looks like he'll be leaving Celtic in the summer where he ends up next season remains to be seen and it'll be fascinating to see actually where he does go yep. he gave Mel Spearman a terrible time I he? He almost felt sorry for the kid a, a, a boy who's
2: Done really well since coming to the Rangers team, but Roberts gave him a, a, a torrid thing. Yeah, I mean, I've been impressed with Bayman, but again, we talk about the tackle Andy Halliday made, and whether that was a red card. I think Bayman might have been a lucky boy to Yeah, he to have two the yellows, pitch. yeah. Yeah, but in terms of Patrick Roberts, I, th- I thought it was uh, it was interesting. I mean, Brennan Rodgers has has more often than not chosen to go with with James Forrest this season, so I thought that was a, an interesting call yesterday. But he more than uh, proved why. Why Brendan Rodgers felt he could do a job Obviously the big question mark now is Whether he'll be available for the final With his commitments with the England youth team and, and the World Cup And on top of that as well When you look at the attacking options Celtic might might be lacking if Moussa Dembele is out as well Maybe he'll be needed But maybe that won't be Celtic's call
1: That's what I was going to touch on next day With Moussa Dembele Went off With what looks like a hamstring pull Or tear even After 26-27 minutes He's now got a race against time for the cup final. we'll certainly about in this weekend. A, a Rangers, at Ibrox a chance for Lee Griffiths to come in and stake a claim. And he's not a bad replacement, is he? No,
3: and, and this is this is what Lee Griffiths has been waiting for because you know when Musa Dembele was injured, he was injured as well. You know Musa Dembele has been in and out of the team for the last couple of months. But Lee Griffiths is now back fit. What a chance for him! You know if it's Scotland England coming up as well during the tenth, he's going to get. You would think four or five games at the very least he's going to be Celtic's number one striker again it's the chance he's been craving I'm sure he's been speaking to Brendan Rodgers asking for a chance he's in his own niggles but this is a chance to really go and, and, and show how good he is and you know this guy scored 40 goals last season he knows what the goal is and I thought I thought it actually maybe no one looks like it because Celtic's mid for problems but I thought Lee Griffiths did well
1: when he came on yesterday In the long term do you think Colin that Lee Griffiths has got a future at Celtic because reading between the lines Brendan Rodgers has been quite critical of him and you do wonder, don't you, if if the if belly, for instance, was to be sold in the summer, if, if Brendan Rodgers looks at Lee Griffiths and sees him as being his number one striker going forward, do, do you wonder about that?
4: Yeah, you well, when you can think back, Castle Money back twelve months ago, the position Lee Griffiths was in then to the position he is now, you know, just top goal scorer, forty odd goals, everybody was raving about him. I mean his career's stalled, you know, he hasn't really made any forward strides under Brendan Rodgers, been injured, his attitude's been questioned. Does he still have a future? I think it probably depends what happens with Mr. Dembele in the summer. You know, there's gonna be clearly gonna be interest, we all know for a lot of big clubs across Europe. Does he stay, does he go, does he stay another 12, 12 months at, at Celtic Park and then move on, uh, go elsewhere? So I think that's gonna have an influence in whether Lee Griffiths is still gonna be at Celtic, you know, next season. But as they say it looks like is gonna be out for a few weeks he's got the remaining weeks of the season Griffiths to to prove that you know that show to the manager that he should be he should be getting a regular start and if he takes that and gets a run of games then that might alter his decision whether he decides to go elsewhere to get regular football, but you know where does he go? He's been down south. It didn't quite work out. He's going to get back down there because I, mean, I don't think anybody else in Scotland can clearly afford it. Gareth,
1: you know it's to of your professionalism and attitude questioned at your work. <laughs> you, you do it
2: most days, <laughs> Robert. Well, oh, there you go. Do you feel sympathy for, for Lee Griffiths in that? I, th- I think after what he did last last season, I, th- I think he, he, he's got going to say every right. I mean, when you look at how well Moussa Dembele has been playing. That's where his argument will fall down. Mm. But I think he can feel hard done by that he's not played more this, this season. Now no better chance to score some goals and to uh, to make that point between now and the end of the season. But I mean I was gonna say what Colin said there. I mean you've also got to be careful what you wish for because if 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 you leave Celtic, where does he go? I mean he has been down south and it didn't work out. Where does he go? That is that that would be, would, would be my question. He's too good, yeah. Dave isn't he, to be a bit part player
1: anyway. He has to be playing games every week. I'm a huge fan of Lee Griffiths mm. and you look at the goals he scored last season, it would be a travesty if this player was to stagnate for the next couple of years, he's got to be playing but, every
3: week But, 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 but does he? What, what, what's, what's the options? You know as we, we spoke about he's probably not going to go anywhere else in Scotland Does he go to league championship or, or does he stay at Celtic and maybe
1: play 25 to 30 games every season play his fair share of cup Do you games think he'd be happy in? if Brendan well, I'm saying. was to bring in or Debele was to stay or, or Celtic were to sign another number one striker, do you think he'd be happy? I think, I, think the of striker, I
3: think if another striker came in and he was second or third choice I, th- I think being been seen as backup up to Moussa Dembele or playing his fair share, I mean you, you talk about Callum McGregor for example, itself. Callum McGregor knows he won't start every game, right, but he'll play his fair share and Callum McGregor will probably look and think, you know what, this is maybe as good as it's going but to be It's definitely. different
1: for Callum McGregor, Lee Griffiths is a player who will be looking to play
3: for Scotland Callum, Callum McGregor's so, at a
1: level probably not at that yet is a right, different, different no,
3: position no, I'm, I'm not talking about a guy who's going to play five games a season I'm talking about a guy that will probably get, still get I mean if you look back at Lee Griffiths' stats this season and you look at the injuries he's had, I bet he ends up playing over 20 games, easily. 20 so, games in a season, David, in this day and age, it's not a lot of games. But but you look about Scotland, you look at players who have, who have never even played for their clubs, getting a game with Scotland, I don't think, I think Lee Griffiths is a big decision to make in the sense of, is he grass green or elsewhere? Does he go somewhere else? I don't know, i just off the top of my head a Derby or something like that, But he might be the first choice striker, but does he say it's Celtic, win trophies, play in Europe,
1: I'm just just stay at the, home I know, I, I know I, what you're saying David. I'm just making the point I think he's too good for that I think he's too good a player to be the second choice Well that's
3: what he has to make. that's what he has to
1: decide Does he want to be part
3: of a Celtic squad of 15 or 16 players who will all get a fair share of games or does he want to go elsewhere where he's guaranteed a game I think that's a big decision and I, I, looking at how Brendan Rodgers works and how happy McGregor, Forrest, Rogic guys are all, all in and out of the team
2: remember are under him I, I think it's a big decision Do, Don't you think as well though whether Moussa Diaby, well, same Moussa Dembili stays on Celtic, short of one striker anyway, is mm. as, as what yeah. is, is now yeah, happening. Yeah. So, so if Brendan Rodgers is doing his job right, he will have another striker in before he will have three strikers, you know, three front line strikers to choose from going into the next season. So Lee Griffiths will have to to deal with that if Brendan Rodgers is doing his job. But every top club is the same. Every top club that has ambitions of
3: doing something in Europe and dominating domestically has at least three strikers. And it's, it's maybe up to Lee Griffiths, who does he think? You know what? I'm better off elsewhere, where i will get a more chance for a regular game. But
1: I don't. Know, I think he's got a good thing at Celtic. I think he works hard he'll get and gets for share of he, And he's tried it in England, hasn't
2: he? He's had his time exactly. down there, and you do wonder if he'll just be happy in Scotland. I, th- I think he's great for the for, for the game <laughs> up here. When when you, when you interview him, he speaks his mind. You come away with a line as well. You know, I know that doesn't mean you should stay at Celtic, but I, th- I think he's, he's he's just a. You say you're a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of him, both for the way he plays, but also the way. He, his honesty in the way he talks as well
3: and bear in mind we're also talking that Celtic mostly play with a central cycle but Brendan Rogers changes his formation all the time so he can play between up front he can play League Griffiths could play wider than the right and that kind of full free he, hasn't done, three. he, hasn't done that he did at the start of the season he did at the start of the season he played wide than the right so I'd, I generally think League Griffiths would be advised probably to stay at Celtic I think if he goes elsewhere, I think he'll find out the grass isn't there. Yeah, I mean,
4: but, I mean there's talk about I mean, Brendan Rodgers bringing in Fabio Berini who's worked with a couple of clubs before, and if Berini if Dembele stays, Sinclair sometimes plays through the middle, Griffith's going to be happy to be fourth-choice striker. That's what I'm talking about, Colin, I don't think he will be. be, I don't think he should be. I don't think he'll, he'll, he'll stay at Celtic if he, if he thinks he's going to be fourth-choice striker, and I think he'll go elsewhere. Well, time will tell
1: The other semi-final at Hampden on Saturday was Hibs two Aberdeen three. Colin, you were at the game. A fantastic advert for Scottish football. I know that's a cliche, but it was a great game, wasn't
4: it? That was a terrific game. I mean, a goal after thirteen seconds when I mean, you don't see that very often. Yeah, no, I mean, it was. I mean, Aberdeen score and he gave them the lead, and then when Christie curls in the second from from a ridiculous angle, you think this is going to be a cricket score. I mean, Aberdeen were just so far in top. I mean, Hibs barely get out their own half in that first 30 minutes. It was just so one-sided that, you, I mean, we, people sitting beside me in the press I think this is going to be five or six. And then, you know, from from nothing, Neil Enam makes a substitute, brings on Grant Holt, changes it up, old-fashioned way, just get the ball forward as quickly as possible. And it works. You know, they they, they get the goal back, and from being so in control, Aberdeen just became very, very nervous. And when when, when, when Hibbs equalised you're thinking there really is only going to be one winner. You know, Aberdeen's mental fortitude has been called into question plenty of times in these big games over the last three or four seasons. And this looks as if it was going to be a classic case of of another one that they let slip through the grass. But, you know, fair credit, they kind of dug in, managed to get a a foothold back in the game. And, yeah, I mean, the the score the winner always got a huge, huge slice of luck. But you have to, you know, have to give them credit for, for seeing it through and and, and and getting into the final now they got a chance to atone for the for the league cup when when Celtic hammered them three 0 early in the season.
1: David, I think you're the reason why you never meet a poor bookie because apparently you put money on Hibs winning when they were two 0 down. I did I where did, did that come from, David? Because I can see because I can see the way the semifinal was
3: going. I can see the way the semifinal was going. I thought Grant Holt's substitution was the right move at the right time, in the moment, was going with Hibs. Grant Holt scores, and I'm thinking, you're thinking this is a good thing. Down? Dylan McGee scores, I think I see a certainty. And honestly, it? at two each, 21. At two each. Got a pound, on 50p. Yeah. At two each, for me, Hibs were the only team that's going to win it. That obviously proved wrong, which is why I didn't win any money. But the point would, would be, I think, I think, Colin, I think Aberdeen deserve credit for digging it out. I think if you're Derek McInnes analysing the game, you take the, the positives in terms of. They did manage to get the result, and by hooker by crook in a semi final, that's all that matters. But I would also have a little bit of a worry about how fragile Aberdeen can be when when the pressure goes on because I, I felt Hibbs. I thought Aberdeen almost. I don't mean I don't mean froze, but I think the, the doubt
1: in their mind started to creep in as soon as Hibbs scored their first goal and at two each. I generally thought Hibbs was going to win again. I know Gareth, you're a big fan of Derek McInnes. Would you would you go along with that? Was there question marks over that team and his team at that stage in the game? And did you wonder if Derek would be able to?
2: Swung it his way. thought so It was interesting. He brings on the extra defender, and you're thinking, you're thinking he's trying to, you know, tighten things up here, and then Hibbs go and score. So I did think, I did think it was we going to win it at that point. But as the other boys have said, I think it showed great resilience in the in the side to come back to come back the way they did. It for, was for me, I've been Detroit calling are,
1: are by far the, the best second team in the country right now. But yeah. did, did that show their mentality that they were able to deal with that? Because to go two nil ahead. As, as David says the momentum swings when it gets to two each but whatever way you think about it they dug deep they got the goal I know it was a deflected winner but it, it maybe answers some of the criti- critics that wondered about the mentality is that, is that yeah, fair, yeah, fair comment?
4: Y- 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 yes I know probably I mean the fact there must still be a worry that the fact they were so in control of that game at 2-0 up and, and then they the, the let Hibs back into it and, and it, it, you know nobody would have been surprised if Hibs, if Hibs had booked a place in the final for the second year in a row that would be a concern. Also the fact that they were up you know, when they played Rangers a couple of weeks ago, they were dominating that match. They were in complete control again. Rangers score and then they collapse like a pack of cards. You know that the loser getting two cheap goals again at the weekend, that must be a concern to the manager. The way that you know that they can be so in control of games and then a flicker switch, the game's turned on its head. Now that's happened twice in the last couple of weeks. You know, Rangers beat them convincingly, they got away with it on Saturday. But it was close and it, it, you know, the game hinged on a cruel, cruel deflection in Dan and Dan McGregor. I mean, they won't get away with it like that at Hampden Again, Celtic, and no. Celtic. And
2: I think Celtic will win the final and I think a big part of that is the midfield battle. We talked about Scott Brown. I just think he's up against Ryan Jack in that midfield. And I just... Ryan Jack has done well in, in games this season, but I just think the big games... The games against Celtic, he's always been dominated by Scott Brown. I think possibly you could look. I mean, you could look at the midfield on on the weekend, but I just think Aberdeen won't get away with that again at Hamden. and And, and Ryan Jack needs to needs to actually start dominating big games for him to be the player that that Derek McKinnis says he, he. I mean, Derek McKinnis has talked his chances up as far as the international setup goes, but I just don't think he's, he's he's good enough in the big big games to to warrant
1: that. Would you go along with that, David? Because for me, it's Aberdeen weaknesses in the back centrally in defence for me from middle to front they're excellent mm-hmm. they've got real pace they've got real power would, 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 you, would you go along with it Garrison or, or do you think that from midfield to front they're actually they're actually a good <laughs> a they're good bet they're you. a good team
3: I do, I do agree though that Scott Brown and Schuttgart Armstrong or I, th- I think that's that, that'll be maybe the key in the final but I think you just need to watch the game Saturday Aberdeen's weak point everybody knows it as central defence I think they've got two good throwbacks I think Shea Logan's a good player I think they've got a good goalkeeper Joe Lewis Andy Constantine does a good job I just think in the centre of the defence I just think they've got issues and I don't think Derek McInnes has ever really been able to solve it and it's it's hard, don't get me wrong I mean, there aren't a lot of centre-halves out there there aren't any Scottish centre-halves for a start but I just think it's a real weak link so yeah, the, the, the midfield will clearly be key in the final but I think the Gars who plays up front whether Bailey's fit whether it's Lee Griffiths whether it's Forrest, Roberts, Rogage whoever I think Celtic will fancy a chance to scoring.
1: You, you were there Colin, Ryan Christie scores a fantastic free kick to make it 2 nothing. they're going to be without Ryan Christie for the final which isn't great for Aberdeen albeit they've got other players who can cover there. Is that a shame for the kid himself that a Celtic player is going to miss out? We've seen it timeless or countless times before, it's a shame for the boy himself isn't
4: it? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he must be gutted having played such a vital part in, in, in getting him to the final but I mean I, I I can only imagine what kind of emotions he was going through yesterday. I mean, you know, clearly he's at Celtic, and he's on loan to Aberdeen watching that game, yes, I mean, you know, Celtic's his employers he's, he obviously wants them to do well, but I'm sure the must he wouldn't be human otherwise and not and I can doubt that part of him wanted Rangers to win yesterday, just so that in fact he could play in a final.
3: Here's a question, where does he sit in the final? <laughs> at home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean generally Genuine <laughs> <generally. laughs> yeah. I mean you just sat right in the middle. Half and half scarf. He can never be the front line <laughs> official. <laughs> I mean, mean because it's. I mean, his last game for Aberdeen will be a last league game. He's. will playing the Celtic end, David. He'll win the Celtic end, no doubt about it. He's a Celtic player. So he scores the semi final for Aberdeen to get him through to the final. Of he's, he's a Celtic player. player. I know. I'm just it's, it's a, it's a. It must be a huge dilemma
1: for, for him. If Celtic won the Scottish Cup, he'd won the pitch. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it,
4: is, it, 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 it is a loss. I mean, you'd rather have them than, than than not. But the fact, I mean, again was on the, the substitutes bench at the weekend. You know, having had an injury, and I think it's just going to be a straight swap. But if, if Aberdeen are going, going to going to win the Scottish Cup, they need to score first. If if they score first, you know, they're the, only, they're the second best team in the country by a by a distance. They're the only team that can probably give Celtic a bit of a run for the money. But they need to score first and try and get that bit of leaf. If Celtic score first again, it's it'll be the same old story
1: just to touch on Hibs David they lose the game obviously Neil Lennon has another very critical rant against his players we're discussing on. you think he's losing impact with this I, th- I think you can always say it so many times to be honest with you and, tell, and, and <laughs> to be fair we slaughter Gareth
2: every day <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean and, and to be fair that's losing effect now as well
3: <laughs> I, get, I get his point in terms of how they started the game because it was schoolboy stuff it was there were so many different errors in it but you know what? They come back. They were unlucky. They made a good fist at defending the, the Scottish Cup. They've had a really good run. They've beaten some good teams. You've got promotion. You can only sort your players so much. I mean, what, what, see really how, how disappointed my players must have been in the end. They that the manager called them a boy band and pathetic and everything. See, for me, I think you switch off after
1: a while. What do you make of it, Gareth? As I touched on, you're the, the whipping boy of our office. Is it? Was its impact? Well, I've. Thank Come
2: on. I've started ignoring you long ago, for, for the <laughs> slaggings you give me. Um, no, I, th- I think I think it does it does go in one ear and out the other. After a while, you would imagine he's he'd like to think he said the same thing in the in the dressing room as to what he's come out and said uh, afterwards. But not only does it start going in one ear and out the other, do the players just lose respect for him after a while as well? You think that's the case, Colin? Because yeah, that's say. a big call from Garth to see the players are losing respect
1: of Neil Lennon that's a big call from him I asked that, the question that, that Robert I didn't make a statement you put out there and I think that's maybe harsh maybe harsh because they've had a fantastic season call yeah,
4: they've done well I mean, he's, I mean they've been in that championship for us like, three, four seasons now and he's the only the manager to get them back up so but yeah players need a shot across their bows every now and then that's you know managers will try and protect their players as often as possible every now and again they'll, they'll get a rocket but I mean that's six, seven, eight times that, that, that Neil Lennon's done that to his players this season. It's also different the fact that yet do it as a collective, slaughter the whole team, call them pathetic, but and so on so many occasions he singled out players individually. I think that's what is rivaling some of the players that you know, naming Darren McGregor, Louis Steve, you know, individually criticism. I think, you know, when you do repeatedly do that, then that's when you, you alienate players.
1: Well, we haven't lost any respect for you guys after today's podcast. It wasn't pathetic at all. Even you yourself, Gareth, was kind of borderline at times. Thanks very much for joining us on today's podcast. Myself, Robert Reed Gareth Law, David Friel I'm Colin Duncan, thanks very much.